Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Off the Dome podcast. As usual, uh, keep things rolling with the NFL and, and, and what's going on. We got the we got end of the season wrap up. We got coaches being you know coaching carousels starting. A uh, lot of lot of openings. A couple surprising ones. Um, well, I think Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury, just you know he just got fired. Lovey Smith got fired, which. May not be surprising, but it's a little, I don't know. I don't think he got a fair shake in Houston, but I never thought he was going to get one. I thought that was always going to be a one-and-done one situation. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously, with the Broncos, and and the big fish out there is Sean Payton. Where where might he go? I still think the Dolphins thing is still a possibility for some odd reason. Like, I still think in the back of my head that could be a possibility. Matt Rule, you know, Carolina, Indy, they've already been settled and done with that, that that's a possibility for you know who who where are these coaches going to come from who where who's going to fill these spots i think the big one was cliff kingsbury and the cardinals being fired i kind of didn't see that one coming at all i mean they haven't played well but you know it just him coming from the coaching ranks didn't really transition very well i don't think so Never really met the expectations that were there, even with you know bringing in DeAndre Hopkins and all that. It just it just seems like it didn't fit, and I, I don't know about Kyler Murray. Um, so we got the coaching carousel going around. A lot of big games just happened. The playoffs are set. We know who's in the dance. We know how, what the matchups are, and I think the way we're going to do this is we're we're going to talk about it. I'm going to save some of this. We're going to talk about the matchups a little more, but I think we're going to save it. We're not going to talk about all the matchups now. I want to talk about the games and and kind of my thoughts on the games. And then, of course, we just had the national championship get done. The fucking Georgia Bulldogs took, I mean, they went, they were talking about being, not being the hunted, but being the hunters. They, they fucking were hunting from the get-go. It was early and often. Yikes. I mean, they look like some dogs. That they weren't just dogs. They were some dogs. I mean, that was a, a fucking ass whooping. That wasn't anything other than them whooping that ass. And they they opened up a whole can of whoop ass. They whooped, they opened up a whole case of whoop ass. It wasn't just a can. It was a whole case of whoop ass. And it looked like TCU. They just too much for them. They, they, they did their thing against Michigan. And like we had said. Michigan kind of beat themselves, but we'll get into that in a little more. I, I want to start with, um, let's start with the coaching carousel. Let's let's talk about the teams, uh, the the openings that have happened. In, you know, all these games and and Sean McVay even too. We didn't mention Sean McVay. We'll start there, kind of the biggest one. You know, going from Super Bowl winning team in the Rams and to bouncing down now to a team that. Won five games. They went finished five and twelve. That's that's a little that's a big drop off. And what the what the thing is is they bought into winning now. Um, It was a win now scenario. Uh, That game against the Seahawks. You know they actually put up a really good fight for five and eleven team. They thought you know they did play tough. They didn't quit. I don't know if that was maybe they thought this would be McVay's last match, you know, match, Matt, last game. But, uh, you know, last match, his last fucking UFC fight, he's about to have a WWE match, about to have a SmackDown versus Raw. No, uh, the last game he had, 
you know, maybe maybe they thought that was the case, and they're going to go out and you know they respect coach, but they have put this team in such a bad bad position now. If he just leaves, that looks so bad on his part. Just if he just takes off, because the position they put him in, they don't have any draft capital. They have no draft picks for the next like. They don't have a first round pick for the next was it the next two or three years something something like that like they they don't have draft picks for a hot second now, which is a little a little concerning. Rams, for, let's, let's see because this this is gonna be. Uh, uh, let's see. Did not only the Rams offer their twenty one. Apparently they were willing to pay even more than uh, Let's see this. When because it's been it's 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 not for a while. Seven straight years. Uh, and they were trying to get Brian Burns. I mean they they don't have a draft pick, first round draft pick. Till 2024, so they again they they I mean they've already gone seven years. They're gonna be going on seven years, be eight years before they have a first round draft pick. They just they're doing it all through free agency, which is wild. And you thought they had a real shot, but the problem is when you do something like that, if a veteran gets hurt, it's done for. You're I mean you're done for. Look at Stafford goes down and they're not they're not capable of winning games. I mean, they had too many problems, and then you don't have enough young guys to fill that spot, like a Brock Purdy. The the 49ers are kind of like the total opposite. Like they, you know, you know, they have all these pieces now that they've, they've gotten, and I'm not saying they drafted everybody because they certainly didn't draft Christian McCaffrey. But it's it. The main point is it's just tough when you you have no draft guys. It's easier to have a bunch of younger guys and, and you know okay maybe this guy serve, fills in better than this guy. But when you have nothing but veterans, there's more chance. Not that a young guy can't get hurt, but it just seems like it's a higher risk than reward. It's a bigger risk reward scenario, and you see it paying off. The reward was they won a Super Bowl and they thought they'd have a chance at two or three. But it's just not realistic. You, it's so hard to get. It shows you it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl, and now you're not having first round draft picks, which is so valuable, so valuable. I mean, draft draft picks are so valuable. That's why they're used all the time to get these players. The draft capital is very important. Getting a young guy in in your roster and getting in your team and growing them from the ground up and having them for many many years is a huge thing, and especially when you're not paying the money. You know, they, they're in such a, a cap bind now because you're paying uh, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford. I mean, there's a lot of money tied up in just a handful of positions that you can't be great everywhere else unless you were really good at finding these diamond and the rough cats that are out there, which some some people can, but it's like, you know, now you're stuck with the Baker Mayfield, which he he didn't get there till late. That had nothing to do with him. I mean, they just weren't. It just wasn't it when Matthew Stafford went down. The guys they had, who was it? Was it Perkins? They had Perkins that they had going. Um, they just wasn't wasn't ideal scenario. But the, I say all that just because it's kind of bogus if he then leaves. 
You know, they're talking. No one's no one's talking about how it like he's just gonna leave. Like, oh, okay, Sean McVay gets to go now. He want. I mean, he won him a Super Bowl. So, well, damn. He put them in the situation where they can't draft nobody now. Like life after him is now hard as shit, for no reason. I mean, ain't fair to the Rams, kind of doing them dirty like that. But, but he he wants to step away. He said he's not done coaching though, because everyone's talking, speculating. No, he's just going to do TV and then he'll come back. I mean, he is the youngest coach, youngest coach to win the Super Bowl. Great, great coach, great offensive mind. I'm not trying to dog Sean McVay by any means because I think he's a great coach, but kind of leave him out to dry with what they've done with that team and then to not even really uh, leave him <laughs> with anything. No meat on the bone after him. And Stafford says he's coming back, whether he's, he uh, McVay comes back or not, which, all right. You know, I, I'm down. I, I like Stafford. I think he was a great quarterback. I think he just, you know, you got hurt. What can you do? You can't stop injuries. I mean, you're hurt. You're hurt. But it throws a wrench in into the season for them. So, then their window is not very big. And you know, with Aaron Donald contemplating whether he wants to retire. I mean, how long is Jalen Ramsey? He kind of got cooked all year in coverage. I mean, still, still a serviceable corner, but he he kind of got worked this year a little bit. It was not his old lockdown self. So. Be interesting if that job comes open. I wonder how interesting it would be if for Sean McVay would that be tantalizing enough for him to go over there to take that team over and, and win with that team? Because I think it could be done. It's just going to be well. How do you get pieces in there with uh, with what room they have uh, with what they got? Let me see cap. Yeah, they're looking at about 2.9. <laughs> Is their salary cap? <laughs> Damn, dog. I mean, they're going to have to make some space. So their roster is going to be what the roster is. I mean, they could get a few guys in there, but. So does Sean McVay go, or Sean McVay, does Sean Payton, rather, go go there and take over what he leave if he does leave? To me, I I think it's between the Broncos. For you know, as as it stands, I don't think he's gonna take the Cardinals. I I don't think he would go to Arizona because what is it, what is so what's so good about Arizona? I don't think their roster's ready. I think they're in a rebuild. So any I think the next coach that goes there is gonna be there for one or two seasons. He's going to be there for the majority of the rebuild, and if it goes good, he's still going to get fired, and they're going to have to end up. Then they'll bring in the big fish coach that they want. You know what I mean? You know, it's almost like the next coach is going to be the the Lovey Smith, who's gearing him up. Well, Lovey Smith geared him up. Now they're going to be set up to go draft the second pick in the draft, which with the Bears being number one, they weren't too concerned because I'd have to say that's why the. Uh, Texans weren't too concerned about winning or losing the game because they know the Bears are not going to draft a quarterback. They're not going to take C.J. Stroud. That's all them. That's all on the Texans. If they want to go get C.J. Stroud, they're going to be able to get whatever quarterback they want, basically. I, I think the Bears will probably end up with Willie Anderson. And then, I mean, which isn't a bad pick. And then... The, which I'm not going to really start talking about draft, but I'm just saying. And then they'll they'll be able to get whatever quarterback they want. So, 
to me, it was it was a win-win scenario for the Texans. But, I mean, I think that's what's going to happen for the Arizona Cardinals. This next coach is going to be the Lovey Smith. And whether it's one year or two years. Because I, I don't know what the, what... What what's going on with Murray? I think now it's he's kind of proven himself. Uh, just injuries. I mean, but he just got paid, so you're stuck with him. And now he's he's having injuries. He's you know he's only 25, but he's got that whole five ten thing going on. I I just I don't know. I'm not even sure Murray's the guy. That's what's scary. I just, he doesn't seem to, he, he, I mean, what more did they need? I think their running game is, is, and I, they need help in the running game. It's good. It's going to be a, just a complete overhaul. I think the offensive line needs reworked. They have some issues. They try to bring in some guys that try to compete now, but within that division, you got the 49ers who are scary good, even with Brock Purdy, who. Boy, he's something else. We're going to talk about that. Uh, you got the Rams, who could easily be back to their old selves next year, you know, with that roster coming back. And if Sean, Sean McVay comes back, they could be just as good. And then the Seahawks, who are in the playoffs right now, and with Geno Smith, and no one even saw that coming. So with that team, with what they got, they were supposed to be kind of on a – they were supposed to be kind of the bottom dwellers of the division – and that turned out to not be the case at all. So it's going to be interesting to me with the Cardinals. I think they got a lot to kind of prove. They've got a long way, journey ahead of them for me. Uh, but the Broncos, are they've asked permission to get Sean Payton. To me, that's, that's the front runner right now. They've asked. They can't do it until the 17th. Uh, and any team that has to, wants to do it would have to trade. So that's even that throws even more into it. So I guess that would probably throw eliminate the Rams because they don't even have a first round pick. Denver does, I believe they had gotten it from the 49ers. They had gotten it from the Dolphins, who had gotten it from the 49ers in the Bradley Chubb deal. So they're not going to be able to, you know, that's going to be a late pick. Because of how far, how far the 49ers are, gonna, are going right now. But I, I just, I don't know. And then I wonder, does it happen with the Dolphins? Do they somehow value? Could we have a coach for coach swap? Is that possible? Could the Dolphins? I mean, Sean Payton for... Sean Payton for, hold on, for Mike McDaniel. I was thinking, I, I knew it was Mike. I couldn't think of the last name. What if they just did like a swap? The the Saints were like, we'll take Mike McDaniel. We need offensive help. The guy seems like he's got it going on offense. <laughs> Seriously, like, and then you guys get Sean Payton and you go get Tom Brady. Because initially, they, that's, what, that's what was going on there, right? It was supposed to be Tom Brady going down there with Sean Payton and they had the... Uh, issue with the, the tampering and all that, you know, they got in trouble the league by the league. That was that was what was supposed to happen. Is is they were going to go down to Miami? Does that still happen? Does Mike McDaniel kind of get screwed out of his, you know, for taking the Dolphins to the playoffs and doing what they're doing? 
especially with the, the season they had, the injuries with Tua and at the quarterback position. I mean, a lot going on there to have that team in the playoffs was kind of amazing. I thought that was the Steelers' opportunity, in which I guess we can kind of talk about that now. We'll kind of leave the coaching coaching stuff where where it is. It, it, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep talking about it. So I'm not gonna we don't have to go too too in deep. I just want to kind of want to scratch the surface and, and touch base on what's going on out there. There was probably gonna be one or two more firings. I'm I'm sure. Maybe not. Maybe this is what we stick with, but. Actually, you know, I don't even know who, what team would would fire their team. But uh, let, let's talk about these games. Dolphins, Jets, that was the big one, right? They're trying to get in. They get in because the Bills lose to the Patriots in a, uh, you know, historic, kind of a historic game with what had happened, right? The, the whole DeMar Hamlin situation goes down and in, in, in which we just got breaking news he's going back to buffalo to finish his his stuff his recovery which is awesome so give give you know round of applause for that right like and that sounds like a sympath like a smart like that sounded goofy but no like seriously round of applause this is just me so a one person round of applause sounds dumb but anyways for DeMar Hamlin, you just, you know, that's awesome. He's going back to, to Buffalo, and, and he's going to continue his stuff there. It's the recovery and his treatment and all that. So that, that's good. That's a step forward in the right direction. But he couldn't have scripted it any better. He comes back, or excuse me, they have a game. They come back to play in football against the Patriots. Naheem Hines, opening kickoff, gone. Ends up getting another one. And they get so they get two. I mean, it was just it was like I we had said. I don't think the Patriots had a chance in hell. I don't even know if they wanted to win this game. It was just like they knew they had to have known coming in. It was just going to be. They didn't have a shot, right? I mean, the Patriots, the Bills are just Bills Mafia is fired up. They're they were they were all fucking going nuts. You know, they're all on the Demar Hamlin. They're off there for him. And then what happens? Opening kickoff, he's Naheem Hines, gone. He's just to the fucking house. See ya. Wouldn't fucking want to be it. He's gone. So I mean, it's like, what, what do you what do you do if you're the Patriots? You're, you're thinking, who the fuck wrote this script? Because we're fucked, boys. I mean, yeah, I mean, you didn't have a shot. You, at that point, you look at your guys and go, fuck. It is what it is. But that opened up the gates then for the uh, Miami, or you had Miami if they had the Jets won with Joe Joe Flacco. That would open up the door for the Steelers, which the Steelers end up did winning. They did win, which, you know, that was to me one of the more dangerous. That was a more dangerous team getting in. I think that would have been a more dangerous matchup for any team that got in just because of how that defense is playing. And no knock on the Dolphins defense because they're playing pretty solid too, but they can be kind of inconsistent. They can be a little inconsistent at times, but, I mean, just the way the, the, the fucking Steelers been playing, that would have been scary had they gotten in. So I think, I think it's a, a a sigh of relief that the you know for, for the Bills that the Dolphins won. I think I think if you're the if you're the Dolphins, you're happy the way it turned out because I mean if you're the Bills, you're happy the way it turned out because unfortunately you're getting a Bills team which just had a game in which they didn't score a touchdown at all. Maybe there's not no touchdowns. They won eleven to six 
you know, a silly two-point conversion or two-point conversion, a silly safety at the end when the Jets were trying to do some razzle-dazzle to get, get, get the win. But they couldn't even put up a touchdown without Tua or Teddy. And Tua is still, uh, as of now, they, they don't know. Mike McDaniel just said he doesn't know till Wednesday when they'll find out an update on Tua if he's going to be able to play. So, I mean, that's just... Ugh. If they don't have Tua, it's, they don't have a shot in hell. I'm just telling you right now. No shot in hell. I mean, they have to be full strength to even be close to beating these Bills teams. This Bills team. Because the Bills are firing on all cylinders. I'm telling you. They are firing on all cylinders. Uh, they're, they have to have them. I mean, they've won seven straight right now. They're on a seven-game win streak getting into the playoffs. And the Dolphins are absolutely opposite. They're limping right now. I mean, they, they don't have their quarterback. They don't have the backup quarterback. And their third string, Skylar Thompson's hurt. He's banged up a little bit. So, you only go as far as you, your quarterback play. I mean, and if you don't believe me, you say defense wins championships. Go ask the Baltimore Ravens if defense wins championships because they have a hell of a defense and it's being squandered right now with no Lamar. Lamar and the Bengals, which the Bengals were fired up, right? The Bengals were, this was another tough one because the Bengals were all fired up because they didn't want to have no part of that fucking, that coin flip to determine home field for the wild card game. They wanted no part of that shenanigans. They even had one of the best celebrations. I mean, they, they might have had the best celebration. If you, if you didn't see it, let's pull it up real quick. If, if you didn't see this, this was funny. By the Bengals. I mean, you got you gotta just kind of you gotta you gotta respect it. Might have been might have been the best best celebration here. Let's see, let's see, let's let me get this. Okay, I'm gonna pull this up here. Gotta pull this up. Uh, okay, hold on. We're gonna pull this up now. All right, let's let's take a look at this here. All right, so we got, <laughs> and you knew that you knew they were gonna they might have something for this, but they have they have that they get in touchdown. Wait for it, wait for it. Yes, yeah, sir, the old coin flip. <laughs> Joe Mixon gets the coin flip. You gotta love it. Oh, that's 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 good stuff. I mean, you gotta you gotta. Yep, yep, there it is, there it is. <laughs> I mean, gotta love it. They, they, they have, they poked fun with it. They knew, but they're fired up. They didn't want it. I mean, that's forever gonna go down as one of the best, best celebrations. I mean, NFL wanted to come out with a coin toss. They're like, here's your fucking coin toss right here. Fucking love it. Don't mix them, boys. You know, you know. Once, soon as, soon as they were talking about, it, they're like, all right, when we score, who's someone? Someone bring. I don't care if it's a fucking penny, nickel, dime, or quarter. We're flipping something. I don't care if it's a fucking Chuck E. Cheese token. We're flipping that bitch. <laughs> Someone bring their old school Chuck E. Cheese token from back in the day. We'll flip that mug. And it don't matter. Uh, but but uh, you knew they were going to be fired up. So the Ravens are, were already fighting an uphill battle in that game. Not to have Lamar Jackson, in which we don't know what's going on, right? 
it's an MCL injury that takes, it's taking longer than it needs to. Or no, is it PCL? Well, let me, uh, let's find out the, the, what's going on? Uh, why is, why is nonsense coming up? Alright, here we go, here we go, here we go. Well, I got bamboo. Oh, me who's already been ruled out for week 18. Right, could play in team matches long. Right, he hasn't practiced in a month. We know that. This was from two days ago. I mean, they, don't, they just don't have nothing. He has not practiced in a month. With that knee injury, was it piece? It's a PCL tear, right? Uh, there's nothing here new. This is all old. This is all old stuff. So it's just it's so up in the air right now. Oh, John Harbaugh. Let's see. Let's see. For the last few weeks preseason. Well, like I've been saying, I don't really have an update right now to share with you. Harbaugh said in this mon in Monday's press conference, we'll have an injury report out on Wednesday. Because I don't have a chance to talk to you between now and then. That's kind of where we're at. So they, they, it just sounds like they don't know. Um, yeah, and... I'm not, I'm not even seeing what it, what it was. I wanted to say it was a PCL. Because it wasn't going to be that long. But it wasn't supposed to take this long. And they've had to go with Tyler Huntley, which just hasn't gotten it done. And then they went with Anthony Brown uh, in week 18. Because Tyler Huntley is dealing with tendonitis in his shoulder. Well, how are they going to give me the update for that too? But they can't give me an update on the more. It just says knee. Okay. But either way, God, I mean, defense is only going to get you so far. That's the whole point of that. Defense is only going to get you so damn far for the for the for the Ravens. And I love their defense. I since Roquan Smith has been there, they've been fucking lights out. I mean, they have been lights out. And that's that's what's going to keep them in games. But if they, if they can't get off the field, and their defense is constantly on. It's not going to matter. So, uh, what were the other games? Big games. Uh, the Chiefs and Raiders. The Chiefs look like they're the they're the number one team. I mean, they they deservingly are looking like the number one seed. They're out there toying with people. Another thing. Oh man, we got to. This has to be seen. This. I mean, you want to talk about a team that's rolling? A team that's just in the fucking groove. It's in the zone. I'm going to show you a team that. That is is rolling and feeling themselves, feeling good about themselves. Well, where's it at? Here we go. Okay. A team that's really feeling themselves. This is what they do right here. Look at that. That's the look right here. That's a that's a look. <laughs> that's a look right there. That looks like damn. I mean, they were just absolutely take a look at this. 
you want to talk about a play. First off, the fucking ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies, everyone gets fucking, and then you got McKinnon at quarterback, Mahomes in the backfield. I mean, the defense doesn't even know what's going on. Look, look at it. Look, look, look at, look at 59. Look at 59 in the middle. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, what the fuck is happening? 25, hey, you know what the fuck's going on? No, dog. I don't know what's going on. This guy, what, he, he's like, does anyone fucking know what's going on? D Lyman are like, we're just going after somebody. This corner's like, I got nine. That's all I know. 37's looking in the backfield. I'm supposed to be manned up on 19, but he's way the fuck over there. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I mean, this is the most outlandish bullshit. There's no time for anybody to fucking think. And then shit's happening live. Okay, pitch. Wait, wait. I was supposed to go over here. Uh, we're all over here. Uh, and nothing. I mean, look at the instant oh shit moment right here. For well, Just watch 59. He instantly is gone. He instantly is like, oh shit, like I left my car key somewhere. Look. Oh fuck. Damn. And then he goes that way. Then he goes back right. He didn't know what to do. I mean, it was so wild. They didn't even know who to... They had no one to block, but there was a penalty. They get, they get called for that right there. Ah, just let them go. It was a wild play, though. A wild play. But that's how you know you're beating somebody's ass and you're feeling yourself so much. And it, was, it wasn't even so much that they were just throttling the Raiders as to... We are just... Oh, they're, they're so locked in. They're so ready to go. This is what I was talking about. They had been so... Close to these te in these matchups where they didn't need to be close, but I mean they're doing stuff like that. Mahomes is obviously the MVP. I mean, how can he not be? But it, it's just I, I I don't know where where the how anyone can match up with the Chiefs right now. They're the Super Bowl favorites. I mean they have to be right now going into it. I, I even though my Chargers are still in it for the Super Bowl, the, my my pick. That was wild. Something like that. You're feeling yourselves that much. I mean, the Chiefs just look damn good, man. I mean, they I mean, they make it look easy. It's like it's like they're all just playing backyard football. And it's not just because of that play. I mean, it's just everything just seems like it's in slow motion when you're watching the Chiefs. When you watch a Chiefs game, it just feels different. It's just like backyard shenanigans, fucking doop, doop. Mahomes is rolling out, scrambling. He's doing his thing. Uh, let me just flick one here. We're going to do this. Let's try this play out. See, I mean, it's like backyard football. It's like backyard football, to be honest, for, for these guys. It's, it's And on the other side, for the Raiders, uh, they're just a few pieces away. I mean, they really are. They get the quarterback position right now because they're moving on. I don't know if Stidham's the guy. I don't believe, I don't believe that Stidham is the guy. I thought Derek Carr was serviceable, but obviously him and McDaniels were not on the same page. But... You get that quarterback position. You're talking Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver. I mean, he really doesn't have a choice in where he's going to go now because he's locked in on that contract, even though he was wanting to play with Derek Carr. It was the whole point. Um, so you got the best receiver in the league. You got Hunter Renfro, who's a great fucking slot receiver. Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends. If they if he stays healthy, this you know, obviously he had an injury year. His was one of the best tight ends. Uh, I think the offensive line is solid. It, I mean, Derek Carr didn't get sacked hardly at all. They had the best, the leading rusher in the league. So the offensive line's solid. Defensively is what they need. They just need help on that defensive side. And they have a lot of pieces, I think, that are up this year. That are done with a rookie contract. So, I mean, truthfully, the Raiders are in a good spot. 
they're just injuries kind of got them all, and slowed down their offense, and their defense wasn't good enough to sustain games. So, but I think they're really close. Uh, they just got to figure out the QB spot. And and to me, I don't know if this Derek Carr move was kind of a, 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 a I don't know if it was almost McDaniel's trying to save his job, like. You know, this wasn't the guy. This isn't my guy. I didn't want Derek Carr. Let me use my guy. Let me get another year with my guy and figure this quarterback thing out. And I, I bet I can do it. It almost feels like that because I think there was expectations coming into it and the way they kind of played and finished. It was almost like I don't. I don't want to be a one and done fired coach. Let me do this move to kind of figure something out here. So I'm not saying I don't know if that was the case, but it almost kind of felt that way. Uh, for McDaniel's and the Raiders, but you know I think they're actually pretty close, close to being something, close to doing something there. Uh, the Jags Titans game. Now, now this one was interesting. You know, this one was the Saturday game. Winner gets in. The Titans had rested Josh Dobbs uh, versus the Jags, who had been rolling with with uh, Trevor Lawrence. And the Jags found a way found a way to win. What was impressive was they won, and the offense was not doing so hot. And it was if you look at the Jags, their defense was kind of the the issue. Their D line was not very successful at getting the quarterback. They had not been doing a good job defensively. You know, playing championship football. They were winning games because the offense was doing really good. Then now you look at a game where they couldn't. They just could not get it figured out on offense, and the defense stepped up. That's what winning teams do. That's what championship teams do. I'm not saying they're a championship team, but that's what championship teams do. They find a way to win. When things aren't going their way and you're like, ah, oh, shit, here we go. This ain't good. They still find a way to win. And it was the defense. The defense, that big fumble, that, that strip sack, scoop and score, that was huge. They looked awesome. If they can win games like that, you know, different ways, they could be a first-round fit. Uh, misfit for the Chargers. It really could. I mean, that's going to be a fun matchup, I think. I think that's going to be a really good matchup. And we'll preview all the games once, you know, further down the line here. But, I, you know, that that was a pretty good one. I'll say Josh Dobbs and the, and the Titans did hold their own. Mike Vrabel had them playing up to, up to fucking par. They were ready to go. And just couldn't pull it off. I mean, you're in a situation where you didn't think you'd be in. You know, starting seven and three, then losing seven straight games, I believe it was, to finish uh, seven and, and ten. Jags took it. Someone had to win the division, kind of like the NFC South, the AFC South. Someone had to win that division, and it was a close game, a fun game, a really exciting game. As I'm doing, going through a yawn, it was a really exciting game, uh, just for the fact that it just. And if you're if you're Trevor Lawrence, I mean it was so it was really close. It was what made it so exciting, but not a lot of points put up. But if you're Trevor Lawrence, there was a lot of stuff you left like wide open passes. I mean that one touchdown pass, dude was fucking wide open in the end zone. He just has some issues with the accuracy every once in a while. It's it's like it creeps back in. It kind of looked like last year Trevor Lawrence. He's got to keep being this year's Trevor Lawrence, where he was doing a hell of a fucking job putting the ball where it needed to be. His accuracy on the deep throws, like he led, led leading his receiver out of bounds on that one play uh, towards the end of the game. 
just little things like that. He's got to shore up because when the playoff times is, you got to be da- as close as perfect as possible. No one's perfect, but you have to be as close as perfect to where one little that one little blemish you have it just doesn't matter because the team that it's the team that makes the least amount of state uh, mistakes in the playoffs that that move on. It's not the teams that don't make mistakes because you're going to you're playing against one of the better teams. It's the teams that just don't make. They they make only you know the first team to really make a big mistake could be the only mistake in some time in some cases could be the only you know make or break mistake you know good teams like that don't make don't make a lot but you know they're gonna make some especially with these defenses that that you got in this in the, in these playoffs it's gonna be a lot of fun matchups you know we got the 49ers dominant you know other than a, fu- a couple hiccups they've had. Against that Raiders team, that was good. That was like, what the fuck was that? Uh, Chargers defense getting healthy now. That's going to be fun against Jacksonville. Uh, Dolphins defense, Bills defense. I mean, a lot of good defenses. So, offenses, you got uh, firepower. Didn't even talk about the Ravens, but you got these firepower offenses. The Eagles, the, the Chiefs, Bills offense is firepower. The Vikings offense can be if they want to be. It's a matter of if they're going to show up or not properly. But there's there's a lot of fun matchups, uh, and we'll kind of talk about them. Like I said, we we got this we got the slates. We got the 49ers Seahawks on Saturday, four thirty. Jags Chargers, uh, they're the late game Saturday. So two good matchups. I think the the we'll, you know to me the 49ers Seahawks to me the Seahawks are one of the are probably the worst team in the, in in the playoffs this year, depending on what the Dolphins get at quarterback. They're the weakest team. I shouldn't say the worst. They're the weakest team in the playoffs. Going against, to me now, moves up to the NFC favorite. I think the I think the 49ers have to be the NFC favorite. We're going to talk about what they got going on and all that stuff more, but uh, in in the next in our next episode, but in the next episode, I just think the the 49ers have done so much. I mean, even with Brock Purdy. Uh, I don't know, man. Brock Purdy could be the next fucking Tom Brady. That might sound crazy. He could be the next Tom Brady. No one knew who the fuck this guy was. I Yeah, granted, in college, you might have heard of him. No one thought this dude was anything. Going from mystery relevant to what he's doing right now, they're talking about him winning Rookie of the Year, which seems crazy to me because he hasn't played that much. But he's, the, I mean, this kid could be the next Tom Brady. The one that nobody's talking about. And then all of a sudden, and I know he's in a very, very QB friendly system, but that doesn't matter when you're. Though if you watch the tape, him rolling out, I mean, just what he does is is Patrick Mahomes esque. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes; it's Patrick Mahomes esque. What he's doing, getting out of the pocket, making plays. It's not just some guy dumping off in an easy Kyle Shanahan system with a lot of weapons. No, no, no there's a little more to that, for sure. For sure, there's a little more to it, but we'll kind of talk about all this at the preview and all the games. We're going to preview all the games. You know, the Vikings, Giants on on Sunday. We got Bills, Dolphins, Vikings, Giants, Ravens, Bengals, and then we get a treat on Monday night: Bucks, Cowboys, and the Bucks hosting that game because they did win their division, even though they're eight and eight. You know, and the Cowboys are—they finished twelve and four. Cowboys finished twelve and four. 
and Bucks eight nine. And I'm thinking, yeah, there's extra seat, extra week now. You used to be eight and eight. Now you can be eight and nine. Um, and and then wrap things up. You know, national championship. There's not really much to be said. I mean, Georgia just kind of beat their ass. <laughs> and there's really, I mean, they just took it to them. They ended that game in the first half easily. It, it was done by halftime. It was truthfully done earlier than that, but. You gotta give credit to TCU. They, they, to me, they shouldn't even have been there. Michigan should have been in that national championship, which I'm not saying they would have beat Georgia, but they should have been there. Georgia, Michigan just had beaten themselves, and we had talked about this in the prior episodes: the turnovers, the missed opportunities in the red zone in that game against TCU. They just beat themselves. Pick sixes they had too. I mean, a lot of points they left on the board and gave up uh, to TCU. So. But you got to give credit to TCU. They just found their matchup. In Georgia, to me, it's a new... They have the, the blueprint. They're the new blueprint team to, to be right now. You want to be the, the Georgia... But it used to be everyone wants to be Alabama. And Alabama's in the NFL machine factory. Now it's Georgia. I think in a few years, it's going to be... Next year or two, it's going to be Colorado. I think Colorado and Deion Sanders are going to shake things up. And he's going to start getting all these guys wanting to play for him. And going to do big things, I think. So... Uh, be interesting to watch out for that. But, I mean, Georgia handled their business. They looked tough. First team to ever go back-to-back in National College Football Playoff Championship to win it all back-to-back. Did it in a, a fashion that it really just took it to them. Didn't even really keep the game close at all. It, other than, you know, that first, the only touchdown TC you got after, you know, that first touchdown. Then after that, Georgia stole a show and ran away with it. They were some, some dogs. Some real dogs. Uh, but just credit to, credit to Georgia going out and winning the thing. Doing a damn good job. Really not much. I mean, there's just not much to be said. Stenson Benton was fucking absolutely lights. I mean, just absolutely lights out. Couldn't have played a better game. I haven't even... We'll, let, we'll look at the stats together because the game just, just got over. I haven't even seen the stats. 65-7. to 7. Who guessed that? I mean, that, no wonder the over-under was, what, 13 and a half? I don't know if it finished there, but Stetson Benton, Benson, uh, Benton, 18 for 25, 304, four touchdowns. I mean, it's just too easy. I, it was just, it wasn't much of a contest, unfortunately. It was just a, a good old-fashioned ass-whooping. 17, this is what they scored. The lowest they scored in a quarter was 13 points. 17, 21, 14, 13. Yikes. That's, whoa. I mean, God damn. Georgia, to me, is, they're, they're the new Alabama. They're the new benchmark college football program, the team that everyone wants to try to become, what everyone wants to be, what they want to do. That's it right there. But uh, we're going we're gonna to preview some, some of these games. We're going to preview all these games. Playoff games, what we like, what we don't like. We're ready for all the, all the playoff games. So I hope you guys are ready. We got football. This is the best fucking time of year. Playoff football. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yes, it's playoff football time. I'm fucking excited. My dirty birds aren't in it. I want to talk about my dirty birds, actually. We're going to wrap this up talking about the dirty birds. I want Tyler Algier for rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year, Tyler Algier. I'll put it up with anybody, and we're gonna talk about this a little more too, uh, with a guest. I got, I got something, I got something for y'all. We got a guest on. Uh, we'll be having 
my boy Tate on here coming on. He's another Falcons fan. We're going to talk about these uh, Dirty Birds a little bit more. I want to save some of this. That's why I didn't want to get into it, but I'm, di- I'm dying. Tyler Algier is Rookie of the Year. The future is bright for Atlanta. If you're a Falcons fan, we're going to be talking about that and a little more. Drake London, Desmond Ritter, is he the man? I think he deserves a shot. I think he deserves a hell of a shot. He looked damn good the last two games. Uh, Drake London, he's got the hands. When he catches the ball, just got to hang on to it. Don't fumble the fucking ball. But uh, hell, of a, hell of a young future. The future is bright for Landon. They got a lot of young talent. But with that being said, as always, I love y'all. Peace.